Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The immersive Van Gogh exhibit has been taking place at the Detroit Institute of Arts since October and runs through this upcoming Sunday. But this exhibit has hit a bit of a snag. A lawsuit has been filed that claims one of the pieces on display was stolen. And then he says, here's my title. You prove to me that you have title. He'll say, I can't prove it to you. I don't have any receipts, but you didn't perfect your title. So go pound sand. How does somebody prove that they're the rightful owner of an art piece? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. The Van Gogh exhibit at the DIA features 80 works, including some of his most famous, like The Starry Night. But last week, the DIA became mired in a controversy over one of those paintings. A federal judge will decide whether a $5 million Vincent Van Gogh painting called The Novel Reader will stay at the DIA or be shipped back to Brazil. The dispute over the 1888 painting called The Novel Reader, currently on display at the DIA, is part of an 80-work exhibit. But a collector from Brazil says that the painting was stolen five years ago after he bought it, and then he filed a lawsuit to get the painting back. The DIA says federal law prevents a painting from being sent back to a foreign country. Obviously, a lot of issues in this case. That was WWJ's Charlie Langton reporting on that story. Gustavo Soder is the name of the Brazilian collector who claims that The Novel Reader shortly after he bought it for $3.7 million, went missing. He claims he transferred possession, but not ownership, to a third party who then took off with it. He believed it's safe in a storage unit for several years until communication with that third party ceased. How often does art theft happen? Well, according to Susan Wood, a professor of art history at Oakland University, Unfortunately, pretty often. It's hard to know exactly because with ancient art, we can't always be sure of the place of origin. But unfortunately, archaeological sites are very vulnerable. If people don't live there anymore and are not keeping an eye on the their possessions, they're subject to theft. The, the other issue that crops up frequently is art that was looted by the Nazis. For more recent works of art, that's a very common problem that museums run into. The pilfering of significant archaeological artifacts and looting of art by the Nazis is part of the reason why, in 1990, the Art Loss Register was founded. The next voice you will hear is of Robert Dumichel, general manager and auctioner of Dumichel's, a company that curates and auctions fine art here in the metro Detroit area. And as he explains, the Art Loss Register is a useful resource for victims of stolen art. The Art Loss Registry is one of those creations that is for people who have any form of art loss, uh, whether it's lost 50 or 
75 years ago, right up to present day. This is a resource available to all, all art collectors, museum, law enforcement. I mean, this, this is such a great resource in the art world uh, that most people rely on it and contribute to it. If Brazilian collector Gustavo Soder had his art stolen, then it surely would be in the art loss register and it would have been flagged as soon as someone found it on display. That is to assume Soder reported it missing at all all those years ago. The downside for the guy in Brazil is he never registered the painting as being stolen on any international or U.S. listing where they are supposed to list um, stolen paintings or stolen artifacts. So that they, you know, they, they register their claim that it's stolen so that if it's ever found, the U.S. can grab it. And under these circumstances, DIA ran on those lists whether this painting was taken. That was Jeffrey Schwartz, a professor of law at Western Michigan University's Cooley Law School. And he says the DIA checked and the painting was not reported stolen on the art loss register. They also claim the painting cannot be taken from them due to the Immunity of Seizure Act. The next voice you will be hearing is of Robert Whitman, a former senior investigator for the FBI's National Art Crime Team. And he'll explain what the Immunity of Seizure Act means for the DIA and the allegedly stolen art piece. Immunity from Seizure Act basically protects artworks from outside the U.S. that are being exhibited at museums in the United States. And that's so that a museum doesn't suffer any consequences from exhibiting an artwork uh, that comes from another country that is brought into the U.S. for the exhibition. And basically, that, w- that was brought forth because of Nazi stolen artworks. Uh, the Nazis during World War II stole so many artworks from, uh, from around Europe that pieces that are in museums in other countries today are still listed on the files of the Nazi stolen artworks. And when they show up in museums on exhibition, uh, the U.S. government wanted to stop countries from coming right in and claiming those pieces because they're outside the country of origin. But once that piece gets take it off exhibition and gets taken back to the country, it can be claimed. Soder wants what he believes is rightfully his, but he never reported it stolen. The DIA, having done its due diligence, believes they shouldn't have to forfeit the artwork. So now the battle comes down to who has good title of this artwork, Soder or the current owner the DIA borrowed the piece from. Here's Jeffrey Schwartz on what good title even means. There's a property idea that you can only have as good a title as the person you got it from. And say he bought it from the guy who stole it from the person who's now claiming ownership of it or wants it back. If if there was no title in that person because he stole it, even though he had possession lawfully, that he stole it, then under those circumstances, his title may not give him standing. Only DIA would have the standing to claim we're protected and you shouldn't be able to take it from us. The old Brooklyn Bridge idea. Here, I'm going to sell you a piece of the Brooklyn Bridge. The person who sold you the piece of the Brooklyn Bridge doesn't own any of the Brooklyn Bridge. He has no interest in it. Therefore, what he transfers to you is nothing, which means you paid money for nothing. So good title essentially comes down to receipts. Proof of purchase. But what does that look like when buying a painting with a long history of multiple owners? Here's Robert Whitman again. 
Well, he's going to have to have uh, receipts showing that he had purchased it, whether it's a, you know, if he bought it by check, if you, you know, have a copy of the check that he paid or the bank transfer. There should be some type of paperwork receipt showing that he actually bought the artwork. Usually, a piece like this, you're going to have some type of contract. Uh, depends on who you buy it from. Let's say you bought it at an auction. There's going to be an auction record, you know, an auction sale record. Uh, there would be uh, advertisements from the auction that he'd have. If he bought it from a gallery, of course, there'd be a receipt and a contract. So um, he's going to need to be able to show that he has ownership. And the way you do, way you do that is through uh, what we call provenance paperwork, which is the history of the artwork and the history of your uh, purchase of it. In the court hearing that was held today, Soder's lawyers did in fact submit a bill of sale as proof of his good title. While the current owner is still unknown, outside of the fact that this piece of art is on loan from a private collection out of Sao Paulo. But even without their own evidence of ownership yet, Jeffrey Schwartz says the current owner will point back at the fact that Soder did not take the proper steps to claim ownership when he did have it. Well, the Brazilian collector, if he has documents which establish his title, not, you know, like a written thing so you have title to this, but a bill of sale, or he has the, uh, he you can trace the money that he paid for it to the person who had it before him and says, yes, he bought it from me. If he bought it from an auction house, the auction house would be able to authenticate that it was bought from the auction house. And then he says, here's my title. You prove to me that you have title. Guy who now wants my painting. Prove to me that you have title. He'll say, I can't prove it. I can't prove it to you. I don't have any receipts, but you didn't perfect your title, so go pound sand. This is, without a doubt, a complicated case, trying to prove ownership over an artwork that's been around since 1888 is difficult. The judge in today's hearing delayed deciding on whether or not to seize the painting from the DIA, recommending the two sides try and settle outside of the court for the time being. But the judge did say the DIA itself is blameless in this case. In fact, there may even be a silver lining for the DIA, as the controversy has created a buzz around the exhibit. Here's Robert Dumouchel one final time. We have an event uh, going on today, and the number of people that have frequented our, our showing over the past week, people are coming in saying, oh, we just came from the DIA. Oh, we just, you wouldn't believe the lines there. You wouldn't believe the amount of people. So the current reporting we're getting right from people who are coming from that exhibit to ours uh, has been tremendous. So I, I, I love to see their success and um, they do such a wonderful job over there. Uh, you know, I hate to see it under um, this sort of controversy, but it seems like the, uh, the viewing public has reacted in a positive manner. While what happens with Van Gogh's novel reader after the exhibition is over is still unclear, it will likely remain with the DIA until it ends on Sunday. So if you get an opportunity, check out the Van Gogh piece and his other works before it's gone. It could end up being your last chance. Thanks to my colleague, Charlie Langton, Robert Dumouchel, Robert Whitman, and professors Jeffrey Schwartz and Susan Wood for lending their unique expertise to this episode. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out www.newsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.